This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Well, I didn't expect us to have to record a Rico this soon, but a huge, huge Thursday night for the New York Mets as shockingly, and I think I could use that word, shockingly, Brandon Nimmo is back. And what's funny is when I sat down on Thursday night, Pete Hoffman was on his way to Philadelphia for Army-Navy. I was thinking about Sunday's Rico Bronia, and I started compiling my list of backup plans for what to do in center field if Brandon Nimmo was gone. And I, I swear to you, I was, I was orchestrating my plan. And I thought about, oh, God, Hoff's going to kill me when I bring up Aaron Hicks. He's going to say, come on, how could you even suggest him? What the hell is wrong with you? And then I was going through some other names. And then all of a sudden, I see a text message from the Mets text chat I'm in. And I see, all I see is who the tweet is from. Like, I see I got a message, and I see a tweet from Joel Sherman. I'm like, uh-oh, what am I about to see? Probably some meaningless rumor, probably some attack on Jacob DeGrom because Jake doesn't give interviews to New York reporters and they're still bitter about it. And I click on it and I see the news. Eight years, 162. And I got excited. You know, I I paused away from the eight years and 162 and just saw New York Mets, Brandon Nimmo in agreement. And I have to admit that very much excited me. Uh, We talked about this the other day. I think this was starting to become an obvious thing for us. The Mets had to resign Brandon Nimmo. You know, we could nitpick how many dollars he should get and how good of a player he really is and how many years will he play center field before you got to shift him to a corner outfield position and all these other arguments or discussions or what he's worth or what he should get. But here was the reality I think we'd all agree on, and we don't all agree on anything together. I think we'd all agree that it was going to be almost impossible for the Mets to adequately replace Brandon Nimmo. Like the ideas I was thinking about and going through were all just, they were clunky, they were risky, and they weren't as good. I mean, bottom line. And look, Brandon Nimmo comes with concerns. Sure, everybody does. This past season, he went out and played just about every single game. He hasn't done that a lot in his career. You know, we examined that when we did the Brandon Nimmo podcast at the beginning of this offseason. So, you know, you go into any move eyes wide open, understanding the risks that are involved, but replacing Nimmo was going to be nearly impossible, not just this season, but next offseason. If you took a look at 
well, well, who's a free agent center fielder next year? Who's a free agent center fielder the year after that? There's not a lot of great center fielders in baseball. And while Brandon's not a perfect player, he's become a very good defensive center fielder, still plays a little bit too deep, but whatever. Doesn't have the greatest arm in the world, but a real solid defensive center fielder. He's an on-base machine. He also has been clutch for us. Let's admit that. I think most Met fans would admit, big spot. I keep thinking about that series against the Phillies, that amazing comeback against the Phillies. Just one example, Brandon Immo's a clutch player. And so bringing him back became a must. Now, as far as this contract's concerned, <laughs> I, could, I could not believe it when I saw eight years, 162. But when you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense. We now live in a tax world, a world in which Steve Cohen is paying the Steve Cohen tax and he has exceeded the Steve Cohen tax. He's probably going to exceed it a lot more, more on that in a little bit. And so it actually makes sense to say, you know what? We'll sign you to a contract that's even longer than you want so that we could spread the money out. So Brandon Nimmo, who I thought today, I even said this to Pete. I think I said it to you, or I I may have said it to Lugie. I said, hey, I got a crazy idea. If you're going to give Brandon Nimmo $24 million a year, and that's the holdup, why not say F it and just give 35 to Carlos Correa? You know, like, okay, we got to invest so much money. Screw it. All right, Brandon, see you later. We're going to give 35 to Carlos Correa. Now, Obviously, that that didn't happen, and that would have created some interesting dynamics. Correa would have to play third. You're moving Beatty to the outfield. You're basically probably moving McNeil to the outfield. You'd probably put together one of the world's worst defensive outfields. But it was going through my mind. Like, hey, if Nimmo's AAV is going to be that high, why not just spend a few extra million dollars and get a better player? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply but they kept his AAV low. And that's the key here. Because he signed an eight-year contract at 162, he's only making, and only making, he's only making $20.25 million. And if at the beginning of this offseason, and I think we did this, we started trying to predict what a Nimmo contract would look like. That was the area we were in. Like, oh, he's going to get five years, $20 million a year. No, five years, 100 was... I think I predicted a little higher than that, if uh, memory serves correct. I think I was at like five or six for 120, whatever it is. We were between, well, we were between 120 and 130 for five to six. Is years. that where I was? Yeah, okay. somewhere between there. So you, you kind of nailed it AAV-wise. Yeah, but they, they basically said, screw it, we'll give you eight years. <laughs> Which, look, I remember saying this about DeGrom with the five-year deal. And obviously would judge on the Yankee side about a nine-year deal. When you sign a guy to a big free agent contract, I think you have to go into it thinking it's not going to be great for the full amount of years. You know, if you could get five really good years out of this contract, I think you take it as a win. I think that's the way you have to view it. And one good thing about Nimmo is Brandon Nimmo is not kind of relying on his speed. 
And so when you're not relying on your speed, it's not like that going away or diminishing as you get older is going to hurt you all that much. You know, like one of the big critiques of Nimmo last year is that he only stole three bases. Now, while he is a good base runner, he did have a bunch of triples last year. His skill set is not based on his speed. I think a lot of it is based on his incredible lot, based on his ability to draw walks, his ability to get on base. And that's not something that I think is going to diminish, you know, eight years into this contract. Brandon Immo is going to be 30 at the beginning of this contract. He turns 30 in March, so right before opening day. So you have him until he's 37 years old. I'm not telling you at 37, he's going to play 155 games, hit 270 and get on base 40% of the time, but he isn't like Reyes or Call Crawford or a guy who's kind of relying on his speed. So yeah, eight years is a very long time. And I understand looking at this contract saying this is crazy. I get it. But I kind of like the idea that the AAV is very low. Because in theory, that gives the Mets more room to spend a little bit more. And they don't have, when you look at the Mets and who is signed long-term, they've got Lindor signed for a million years. And now they have Brandon Nimmo. And that's really it. Like, they don't have a lot of guys signed for very, very long. Edwin Diaz obviously just signed a four or five-year contract, depending on options and whatnot. They have a club option on the sixth year. So really, it's a five-year deal. He's got a player option after the third year. However you want to look at the Diaz contract, sure, he's got five years on it. Starling Marte has three years left on his deal. Um, Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil have two years left. Vin Verlander, two years left. Scherzer, potentially two years left. Quintana, two years left. James McCann, two years left. Uh, Mark Canna, one year left. So you got a lot of guys coming off the books. So the only guys who are signed for a really, really long period of time for now is Francisco Lindor and Brandon Nemo. They're not locked in on a ton of long-term deals. So they do have flexibility moving forward. And the other thing about flexibility is Steve Cohen is showing us he don't give a rat's ass about his own tax because not only have they blown past that number, they're about 330 now. Every indication is that they are going hard after Code Senga and that that is the apple of their eye, whether it's Billy Epler oodling over him or oogling over him when he met the media the other day or just every report in the world. The Mets want Code Senga and he's going to cost what between 15 and 20 million dollars a year. And if they don't get him, it'd be Chris Bassett. But if re-signing Brandon Nimmo wasn't enough, as I saw the message Nimmo re-signed, fired off a couple of texts, I called my dad. And I had to whisper because my sons were sleeping. And I said, hey, dad, I got news about Nimmo. And he said, oh, based on how you sound, he's gone. I said, no, the kids are sleeping. He's come back. <laughs> And when I told him the contract, he had the same reaction. Like, damn, eight years. Yeah, eight years, two presidential terms for Brandon Nimmo. But great, he's back and they needed him. 